All right, I will say good morning and a good Chodesh to everyone. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's share. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for this last day of Shabbat. Bracha Strimber, in loving memory of her husband, Avi Strimber, Avram ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi, Zichron Levracha, we all down in the merit of our Talmud Torah. And the family in Nechama. To thank Avi Tobias for his Talmud Torah dedication for this month and appreciation for the Shir and for all of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's beautiful Torah. Our week of learning sponsors, Gabi and Shana Kohn, in commemoration of the art site of Shana's beloved father, Avram Strimber, uh, Avram Ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi, whose yard site actually is today. Again, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. And I'll with that. Let us begin. We have a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. I also just want to take the opportunity to thank Rav Kalman Akiva for giving shear yesterday and to thank both Maishi and Jeremy for setting up the technology so that uh, I was able to give shear. even tried to do it live, but as you saw, because of technical difficulties, we switched to recorded. But uh, Baruch Hashem was a great source to be able to continue giving the shear even when I was away, but it's wonderful to be back, Baruch Hashem, with all of you. So we'll say, let's begin. Today's daf is Chof. We're going to pick up, I know you got a little bit further, we're going to pick up Emir Hashem, six lines up from the bottom on your Tesla, base 19b. I know you left off about two lines, three lines up from the bottom, but let's just re-begin the sugya. But let's say some really fascinating sugyas in today's daf. So, what happens if someone passed away during Yom Tif, During Yom Tif, and therefore the Levayu took place on Chalamayid. Regal ola lo the minion shloshim, o eno o ain regal o ain regal ola lo minion shloshim. So we'll say a very interesting shaila. Someone dies on chalamaid, okay, or or yamte for that matter. Burial takes place on chalamaid itself. Now we've already established that shiva will not begin until after chalamaid. I must remember again, just to clarify, we have two cases. We have two cases here. Case number one is someone died before Yom Tov. Again, we're going to get into all of this again today. Someone died before Yom Tov. Shiva began before Yom Tov. What happens when Yom Tov comes? What happens when Yom Tov comes? Yom Tov cancels Shiva. Now we said this whole machlokas, yet you have to observe one, one moment of Shiva, two days of Shiva, three days of Shiva. We're going to see that again today. But again, let's just establish someone dies before Yom Tov. Levi is before Yom Tiv. Yom Tiv comes along, cancels Shiva. Case number two, which is our case over here, is person passed away during Yom Tiv. Levaya is during Chalamayid. Levaya is during Chalamayid. Everyone will agree as of now that Allah Chalamayid says Shiva will begin after Yom Tiv. After Yom Tiv. So the clock for Shiva starts after Yom Tiv. The Shaila is, the Shaila is, do the days of Yom Tiv count towards the days of Shloshim? Can we start the clock for Shloshim as of the time of the Kavur or not? Now, I understand why this is an anomaly. Normal Hilchos Avelos is such. You have a progression. Shiva, Shloshim, and then for a parent, you'd base Chodesh 12 months. But the clock for everything usually begins with Shiva. So Shiva is the first day of Shiva, which makes sense. It's also the first day of Shloshim, and it's also the first day of Yud Beis Chodesh. What the Gemara is asking over here is in this kind of case where everything is, where Shiva is going to be delayed, I know Shiva won't start until after Yom Tiv, but can the clock for Shloshim, could it, could it begin on Yom Tiv itself? So the Gemara says as follows. So the Gemara says, So the truth is, I know that the days of Yom Tiv can't count towards Shiva. Why? Because the practices of Shiva cannot be observed 
over Yamtiv, right? So you can't observe the customs of, of the, the behaviors of Shiva. Rashi says over here, the practices of Shiva, not wearing shoes, sitting on a low chair, turning over the bed, prohibition of marital relations, these are things that do not apply on Yom Tiv. So I understand, of course, that the clock for Shiva can't begin on Yom Tiv. Ki kami bayle the minyan shloshim. This is very interesting. The reason we're asking is for shloshim is why. Dikanaga mitzvahs shloshim beregel. Because we'll say, if you think about it, interestingly enough, a lot of the prohibitions of shloshim apply, already apply on Yom Tiv as well. For example, Rashi says, for example, laundering clothing. Cutting your hair. So you're supposed to say, these are things I can't do over Cholamayid anyway. Now granted, it's for a totally different reason. But isn't it fascinating to see how there is a behavioral overlap between Avelos, between sadness, and Simcha? Well, say, isn't that incredible? It's the same practices. I can't launder my clothing. I can't go out and shave and take a haircut. We already established it. We spent significant time talking about this in White Cotton, that you're not allowed to do these things on Yom Div. Again, for a totally different reason. But maybe since the same practices for mourning and simcha apply, maybe the clock for shloshim could actually begin on Yom Tiv. Incredible. So the Gemara says, my Amrle, ino olam. So Rava said back, Rava said back to Abaye, no, shloshim does not count. In other words, excuse me, the days of Yom Tiv do not count to the tally of shloshim. Ultimately, again, the clock for shloshim will not start until when? Until after Yom Tiv, together with the clock for Shiva. If a person buries his dead two days before Yom Tiv, so we'll say, this is an interesting, this is an interesting setup over here. So the Gemara says as follows, if a person goes ahead and buries his dead two days before Yom Tiv, so he'll observe two days of Shiva before Yom Tiv and five days afterwards. Five days after Yom Tiv, and during those five days after Yom Tiv, his work could be performed by others, which means we'll say other people could literally, other people could do his malacha for him. So the Gemara and his own servants could go ahead and do work in his home, but do it privately. And the public no longer needs to come and visit him, right? Why? But say this is actually very interesting because the assumption is that since he started Shiva before Yom Tiv, people were Menachem Aval before Yom Tiv, and when else? When else? On Chalamayid as well. So effectively, the days of mourning, right, of the public consoling him have already taken place. So in the five remaining days after Yom Tiv, people don't have to come visit him. Klalo Shaldavar, here's the rule, here's the rule. Kol mafsiko. They both say, in general, the halacha is as follows. Anything that is a result of Avelos, Yom Tiv stops. Now, what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Tap Rashi, Chafam Dalit. Kol Shum Yishum Eva Regal Mafsiko. Shetarach Lashlimo Acha Haregal. Kevan Dechi Yashav Shnei Yomim Thea Regal. Tarach Lahashli Veleishli Chamisho Acha Regal. So here's the cloud. Anything that is because of Avelos, when Yom Tiv comes, Yom Tiv stops it, and therefore must be resumed after Yom Tiv. Now, I just want to point out, you already know this, we don't pass in this way. We don't pass in this way at all. But again, we're just going to go through the process. The Choshim Mishum Iskei Rabim, but whatever has to do with the public, which really means 
when it comes to the public consoling the individual, that yamtiv doesn't really stop. People continue to visit the mourner even over yamtiv as well. Therefore, ein regel mafsigo. Therefore, ultimately, again, the yamtiv does not go ahead and stop that. Okay. Kavro, shloshem sofer regel. But say, what happens if they buried a person? So Reuven lost, Reuven lost his father. So now Reuven buries his father sometime during the last three days of yamtiv. All right, so, you know, last day of Chalamayid before last day's of Yantiv. To me, it's Galus. Right, B'Sofer Regal. Mona Shiva Achar Regal. In that case, I will say he goes ahead and observes a full Shiva after Yantiv. Mona Shiva, sorry. Mona, Mona Shiva Achar Regal. Arbaaz Yobim Harishulim Rabbi Misaskimbo. For the first four days of that Shiva, People come to console him. I will say the reason it's only four days is because since he, his loss was experienced during the last three days of Yamtiv, the assumption is that as soon as he experienced the loss, what happened? People began to come to console him already then. Therefore, they don't have to start keep coming for another seven days. Rather, again, they only have to come for another four days. Therefore, again, so Rabbi Misaskimbo, Shloshem Machronim, so the Gemara says, Rabbi Misaskimbo, um, I'm sorry, Arboy Amarishon, Rabbi Misaskimbo, so Shloshem Machronim in Rabbi Misaskimbo, Shekvar Nisasku Berego. But the last three days of the Shiva, the public does not have to come and visit because the assumption is they already visited with him during the last three days of Yamtiv. The Regel Olelo, and the days of Yamtiv. Count towards the shloshim. So we'll say here the Bryce says explicitly. Now the Gemara says, "My love, asefa." Is this not referring to the last case? Well, so remember again, the Bryce gave me two cases. Case number one. Case number one. Reuven lost his father two days before Yantiv. What did the Bryce say in that case? Two days of shiva before Yantiv. Five days of shiva after Yantiv. That's Reuven's personal obligation. Does the public have an obligation to visit Ruvain after Yomtiv? And the answer is no. Why? Because the assumption is, not the assumption, they visited him during the two days before Yomtiv, and the assumption is they're going to continue to visit him for consolation purposes over Yomtiv as well. That's case one. Case two, Ruvain lost his father three days before the end of Yomtiv. What's the halacha? The halacha is he observes a full shiva after Yomtiv, but the public is only obligated to come ahead to go ahead and visit him when during the first four days of his shiva. Why? Because again, the assumption is they started visiting him as soon as he incur- as, as soon as he experienced his loss. So you've got three days of yamtiv, first four days of shiva. That's seven days. The last three days they don't have to visit him. And then the brisa says Viregal olalo, and the days of yamtiv count towards the shloshim. So the gemara says, "My love, asefa." Isn't that talking about the last case where he, where he endured the loss on Yomtiv itself? And from here, what do you see? You see that the days of Yomtiv do count towards the tally of Shiva, to which the Imar says, Lo, Aresha. No, maybe not. Maybe it's referring to the first case. Rabbi said, what was the first case? The first case is where he experienced the loss when? When? <coughs> Two days before the start of Yomtiv. So maybe, when does the regal, when do the days of Yantiv count towards the tally of Shloshim? When you began your Shiva before Yantiv. But if the death occurred on Yantiv, in which case, again, Shiva itself is delayed until after Yantiv, maybe Yantiv does not count towards the tally of Shloshim. To which the Gemara says, Eisve, so try to figure this out still, raise the Navikasha, regal, olalo, leminyan Shloshim. 
the days of Yantiv count towards the full tally of Shloshin. What's the case? Ketzad, Kavru Bitchilas Haragel. If you went ahead, right, Ruven, Ruven experienced the loss in the beginning of Yamtiv. He buried his father in the beginning of Yamtiv. Samona Shiva Achar Haragel. He experienced, he, 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 he observes a full Shiva after Yamtiv. Now, I will say, now, this is a different kind of Shiva. Umelachto Nasis Ayedechirin. His malacha, right? He could have work done through others. And ultimately, again, his servants have the ability to go ahead and work on his behalf, and even in his own privately. And the public doesn't have to come visit him during his official shiva. Why not? Why not? I will say, why not? Why is very important? Why not? Because the assumption is they already visited him over Yomtiv during his quote-unquote unofficial shiva. Because they already went ahead and they already went ahead and visited him over the course of Yomtiv. The regal, olalo. And Abos said the days of Yomtiv count towards the Shloshim tiyufta. Abos said indeed this is a refutation to the position of Rava. And based on the Gemara it sounds like halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa that the days of Yantiv will count towards the, towards the Shloshim tally. So here's what it sounds like comes out from the Gemara. Remember, in the case where you observed Shiva, where you observed Shiva before Yantiv, do the days of Yantiv count towards Shloshim? This is, this is an easy one. Do the days of, do the days of Yantiv count towards Shloshim? Yes, absolutely. Why? Because also remember again, at least in our, right, the way we pass now, Lacha is Yomtiv comes along, cancels out the remainder of Shiva. By definition, now you're in Shloshim. So of course, Yomtiv is going to count towards Shloshim. The case that we're struggling with over here is the following case. Death occurred on Yomtiv, right? Reuben lost his father on Yomtiv. Reuben then goes in and buries his father on Yomtiv. Let's go with what everybody agrees with. When does Shiva start? When does Shiva start? After Yomtiv, right? Now we'll actually see, interestingly enough, another, we'll see this actually in today's daf. The last, in, in Gullus, Yomtiv Sheni actually counts as the first day of Shiva, even though you're not observing Shiva. We'll get to that detail. But again, Alokha Shiva will start after Yomtiv. The Shaila we're trying to figure out is can the days of Yomtiv itself start the clock on Shloshim? In which case, you would have an interesting halachic anomaly of Shloshim, technically, the, at least the, time, the clock for Shloshim, beginning before Shiva. That never normally happens, because normally Shiva starts everything. But can the clock for Shloshim begin before Shiva? So the Gemara seems to indicate, the conclusion of the Gemara seems to be, yes. So the Gemara says, let's, let's finish, we're not finished yet. Rabbin, this is true, even halacha lemaisa, even halacha lemaisa. Look at Rashi. If you look cover regal, regal olamin yishloshiv lomibai cover kol regal. It goes without saying that if burial took place before yamtiv, shiva began before yamtiv. That yamtiv itself could count towards the tally of shloshim. But even comes along, comes along. Rabbin, Rabbi saying Rabbi Yochanan, even if burial took place on yamtiv itself, in which case shiva is delayed until after yamtiv. The clock for Shloshim can begin on Yom Tiv itself. And so too, Rebbe Lazar, Paskin this way, Rebbe Pedas, his son, even if, even if burial took place on the Regal, despite the fact that Shiva 
will be delayed until after Yom Tiv, Halacha the clock for Shloshim can begin on Yom Tiv itself. Incredible. So I'll, say, so I'll tell you, Halacha Lamaisa, the way the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, this is in Simon Shin Tzadik Tes, in your day, Halacha Beis. Here's the Halacha. Kover If somebody goes ahead and buries their dead, Okay, so the Shulchan Aruch goes into some of the halachos concerning what you have to do, which I'm not going to get into. Haregel Ola Leminyan Shloshin. They both say this is how we pass in Halacha that if a burial takes place on Chalamayid, because remember again, we learned this before, technically you could bury on, even on Yom Tev Shein. We don't really do that. We don't really do that anymore. In the Hasidic communities, they do it. The, the Yakish communities, they do it. But again, generally, if burial takes place on Chalamaid, ultimately Shiva is deferred until after Yom Tiv, but Haregel Ola Leminyan Shloshim. So we begin the count of the 30 days from the actual day of burial. So Jen, j- just to understand this, so whereas, whereas normally, whereas normally, Halacha Lemaisa, you would go ahead and the Shloshim begins from the first day of Shiva. From the first day of Shiva, Halacha Lemaisa, in a case, in a case like this, in a case like this where burial is occurring, on Yom Tiv itself, the clock for Shloshim begins on Yom Tiv. So you'll calculate the Shloshim is the 30th day, from the day of burial on Yom Tiv. Incredible. Both sides go ahead. Again, there's more involved with this halakha. There are exceptions to this rule as well, but for our purposes, that's the halakha lemaisa. So the Gemara goes right to turn around on Kiem Kfiya Samita, Shloshim Kodum Aregel. Both say for persons, Makan Kfiya Samita. So remember again, the case of Kfiya Samita, we spoke about this in last week's staff actually, is the overturning of the bed. This was the practice. Kfiya Samita was one of the morning practices during the times of the Gemara, literally turning over the bed. So if a person overturns his bed three days before Yom Tiv, a person does not have to go ahead and observe Kfiya Samita after Yom Tiv. This is reflecting the idea. Remember again, we have different schools of thought, but there's a school of thought that says that the only time that Yom Tiv really cancels out Shiva is when? Is if you've observed some substantive chunk of Shiva prior to Yom Tiv. But if you have not observed a substantive chunk of, chi- of Shiva, then what does Yom Tiv do? What does Yom Tiv do? It simply pauses it. It pauses it, and then you resume after Yom Tiv. So here the Gemara says, if a person observed three days of Kfiya Samita before Yom Tiv, you don't have to overturn your bed after Yom Tiv. Divir Rabbi Eliezer, say, no, afilo yom achos va'afilo sha'achos. Tocham say, not true. As long as you observed any amount of Shiva, even one day, even one hour, right? Even one hour. And I both say, by the way, Shah Achas doesn't even have to mean an hour. What does Shah Achas mean? A couple of minutes. Any, any amount of time. If you observed any amount of time of Shiva before Yom Tiv, when Yom Tiv comes, ultimately again, it goes ahead and cancels out the rest of Shiva. I'm going to Rabbi Shimon. Hein, hein, divrei be Shamai. Hein, hein, divrei be Silo. Shamai Omrim. So we'll say the Gemara just says, by the way, this is a Yisodistic Machlokes, Beisham Beisilal. Beishamai says the only time that Halacha Lamaisa, Yom Tiv cancels out Shiva, is, is, is if you observed some significant amount of Shiva. And what's significant? Three days. Three days. Whereas Beisilal says, no, even as long as you observe any amount of Shiva, any, even just the moment of Shiva, Yom Tiv will come along and cancel out the rest. 
Amr Rav Kuna by Amr Rav Chia, Amr Rav Kuna. Sorry, Amr Rav Kuna, Amr Chia bar Abba, Amr Rav Yochanan. Amr Le, Amr Le, Rav Yochanan Lechia bar Abba Rav Kuna. Afilu Yom Echad, Afilu Shaachos. To which the Amr Amr Rava, so Rava Amr Rava said, Halocha Ketana Didan Amr Shlosh. Rava says the Halocha follows our Tana, who says that Yom Tov only cancels out Shiva if you go ahead and you observe at least, if you've observed a significant chunk, which is at least three days. I've also we know halach lemaisa, we don't paskin that way. Halach lemaisa, we paskin that as long as you've observed even just a moment, even just a moment, a few minutes of Shiva prior to Yom Tiv, Yom Tiv comes and cancels out the rest of Shiva. Incredible. So we'll see if the goes later. Some interesting stories. Ravina Eklala Sura de Pras. Ravina went to, to the city of Sura, by the river Pras, by the Euphrates. But we'll say apparently there are two suras. There's sura, right? Seaside sura, sura on the Euphrates. Must have been beautiful. Right? Sura on the, sura on the Euphrates. And sura, which was like the major Torah city, like sura Pompadisa. So two different cities. So Ravina went to sura, the sura on Pras, by the Euphrates. Amalei, Rav Chaviva le Ravina. Hilcha Samai. So th- listen to this. Rav Chaviva said to Ravina, what's Talacha? So we'll say, so again, what is Talacha? In other words, at what point in time Will Yom Tiv cancel out Shiva? Well, in other words, how much Shiva do you have to have observed in order for Yom Tiv to cancel it out? We'll say here it is. Ravina said, ultimately again, Ravina said, even one day, even one moment. Incredible. Yosef, Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Yitzchak, Nafka, Akiva, Rabbi Yitzchak, Ben Elazar. So let's listen to this. Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Yitzchak Nafka, were sitting on the kila. We'll say kila is like the terrace or the porch of Rabbi Yitzchak ben Elazar. Nafak milsa mevinayo. They started talking. We'll say, I just want to point out what, what a beautiful image this is. What a beautiful image this is. We'll say, they're sitting on the porch. I don't know, like on a rocking chair or something. You know, they're, 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 they're relaxing together. Rabbi say, how do Yidin relax together? They learn Torah. They learn Torah. Sometimes people get together and they speak about the most inane things, right? When Jews get together and they're relaxing, right? They're making a l'chaim. They're sit- That's my own version of this story, right? Right? They're sitting on the porch. So the Gemara is supposed to say, this is Nafik Nafik means they didn't get together to have a targeted conversation, right? They didn't get together to discuss, but they literally, this was like a social visit. They were sitting together. But what do Jews do when they socialize? What do Jews do when they socialize? They talk Torah. They talk Torah. Nafek milse beinaihu. Here was what came up between them. It's so beautiful. Minai la'avela shiva. Okay, so I don't know that you have to talk about this when you socialize, right? But they, they will say, so they, what they were asking is, from where do we find the concept of shiva? In other words, they will say, of a seven-day mourning period. Where does this concept come from? Dichsev, well, listen to this. It's based, the Gemara says, based on the Pasuk in Amos. But Navi says, Vafachti chagechem le'evel. I will turn your yomtiv. This is Rechashbar who's angry with Kali I will turn your yomtiv into mourning. Ma chag shiva. Just like yomtiv is seven days. Af avelo shiva. So to avelos is for seven days as well. Ay ve'eimah tzaras techad yom. One second, there's a yomtiv shvuas. That's only one day. That's only one day. No, no, no. We're going to use that for a different halacha. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Which means delayed news of a loss. How do you know that if you get delayed news, which we'll define in just a moment. 
that you only have to observe morning practices for one day. It says, I will turn your yomtiv into a morning time. And there's a one day yomtiv as well. It shows you that under certain circumstances, you could fulfill the obligations of morning through just one day. We'll get to that in just a moment. We'll both say. So something very important came out over here. This, the Gemara says, is the Makar. This is the, this is the source for the concept of observing Shiva seven days. So I'll say, to be clear, there is no Pasuk in the Torah. We'll talk about this in just a moment. The source for this comes from the Navi in Amos, Vafakti Chagechem Le'evel. I will turn your Yom Tiv into a period of mourning, just like Chag. Yom Tiv is seven days, so to Avelos is seven days on. I will say, take a look, a quick look at Tosis. Take a quick look at Tosis. Ma Chag Shiva? So obviously Yerushalmi, Yerushalmi says, I don't say, so why don't you say eight days? Because after all, again, Sukkis is eight days, to which the Gemara says, no, 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 Shemini Atzeris is not part of Sukkis. Shemini Atzeris is its own Chag. Okay, fine. But here's what I want to draw your attention to. The Gemara says, what about, what about, See, we have a Pasuk in the Torah, that speaks about Shiva for seven days. Where do we see that? At the end of Chomish Parashas, that Yosef went ahead and observed for his father, Evel Shivas Yamim. Yosef, it's, 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 it's right, it's a Mephorsh Pasuk in the Torah. They observed for Yaakov Avinu a mourning period of seven days. So asks Tosfis, why, why are you bringing a Pasuk from Amos? Why don't you bring a Pasuk from Barashas? Yosef, listen to this. Tosfis gives two answers. Number one, Number one, the Hasam Kodim Kvurahaya. We'll say number one, interestingly enough, when did they mourn for Yaakov seven days? Before he was buried. Remember again, Yaakov's burial was in was in Kinan, was in Aritisa, was Marsamach Pelah. They mourned for Yaakov in Egypt after his death before his burial. So that's number one. So you can't learn out Shiva, right? Post burial Shiva from a pre burial Shiva. Number two, Tosa says, Yushami Nishani, they lamedin mikodem matan Torah. There's another reason the Yushami quotes a very important principle. We do not line, we do not learn any binding halacha from any event which occurred prior to Matan Torah, prior to Sinaitic revelation. So therefore, I will say, this event happened before Matan Torah, therefore we do not learn binding halakha. I will say, the greatest example of this is what? Is what? Bris Milah, right? We find Bris Milah by Avram Avinu, yet the Torah feels compelled to restate Bris Milah when? When? By Parshas Tazria. So why do you have to repeat it if we're learning by Avram Avinu? Because again, Avram Avinu teaches us the concept of Brismila. But binding halacha of Brismila only comes from the Torah, restating it after Matan Torah. Say for both, it turns out, so even though we have a concept of Shiva in the Torah, Number one, it was a shiva before burial. Number two, it was before matan Torah. Therefore, the actual source for, for, for shiva is going to be the Pasuk in Amos. Incredible. So we'll say, let's go back there. I forgot for a second that Shachros is at 6.30. I was so yeah. excited about it all this time. Okay, so let's go back there. Let's listen to this Brisa. Brisa says as follows. Shmua Krova. Both say Shmua Krova we're going to see is literally you hear of death. You hear of death in close proximity to the event. Shmua Rechoka is delayed knowledge of the event. So what's the halacha? If you, well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna define this in just a moment. So shmur so shmur krova, you have to observe shiva and shloshim. Shmur rechoka only one day. Ezu krova, ezu rechoka. Here we go. Krova besoch shloshim, rechoka li acher shloshim. David Rabbi Akiva. So let's listen to this. Rabbi Akiva's model is as follows. 
If you hear about the death of a close relative for whom you're obligated to mourn within 30 days, if you hear about it within 30 days, you observe a regular shiva and a regular shloshim. If you hear about it after 30 days, you only have to observe shiva for, I should say, avelos for one day. And we're going to see even that one day is not a whole day, even just a partial day. That's Rabbi Akiva. The Chum say, the Chum say no. Whenever you hear about the death of a close relative for whom you're obligated to mourn, whether you hear about it within 30 days, after 30 days, you observe a regular shiva and a regular shloshim. Whenever you see a situation of an individual who's mekel and the rabbin who are machmir, halochet rabbin. Well, see, under normal circumstances, again, first of all, under normal circumstances, Dalacha normally follows the Rabbim, right? All the more so, where the Rabbim are Machmir and the Yachid is Mekel, Dalacha follows the Rabbim. Chutz Mizu. We'll say, what's the exception to this normal, what's the exception to this rule? Hilchos Avelos. Shafa Bishrabi Akiva Mekel Vachamim Machmir in Halach Rabbi Akiva. When it comes to Chasavelos, we always follow the more lenient opinion. Therefore, again, the Gemara wants to suggest that over here, the Halacha follows Rabbi Akiva, and therefore, Rabbi says it's very important. We're going to see this Halacha If you hear about the death of a loved one for whom you're obligated to mourn, if you hear about the loss within thirty days, you're obligated to observe full shiva, full shloshim. If you hear about it after thirty days. You're only obligated to mourn for a very short period of time. And we'll see again, even then, we'll call it a day. But even then, A, it's not a full day. And B, it's not all of the mourning practices. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Hanina, I'll just point out, that's how I pass Allah al We'll say, I'll just mention, well, let's go back there. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Hanina, I'll just point out, Rabbi Hanina, heard about the death of his father. His father passed away in Bechozoi. Rabbi Hanina only heard, it about, heard about it after, after 30 days. After 30 days. It's a Shmuel Rechoka, delayed news, and therefore you only have to observe one day of mourning. So again, all we know so far is that we pass like Rabbi Akiva, Shmuel Rechoka, one day of mourning, Shmuel Krova, full Shiva, full Shloshim. What we don't yet know is that by Shmuel Rechoka, what do you have to observe by that one day? We'll get to that. Rav Nosen Bar Ami, Rav Nosen Bar Ami heard that his mother passed away in Bechozai, also after 30 days. Therefore, all you have to do is observe morning practices for one day. When is this so? We'll say this is true with the five relatives. Who are the five relatives? Son, daughter, brother, sister, spouse. Five relatives. When it comes to one's parents, no matter when you hear about the loss, you are obligated, even if it's a Shmuel Rechoka, you are obligated to observe a full Shiva and Shloshim. This is a singular opinion for those Cyril and Kavase. We do not pass in this way. Listen to this. One time Rabbi Tzadok's father passed away in the city of Ginzak. And he only heard about it after three years. After three years. To us this is so alien. You know, we know about things, everything, the moment after it occurred. I'm reminded, Rabbi Soloveitchik wrote that 
when he said goodbye to his father, Ramosha Soloveitchik came to America first before the Rav. The Rav was, was in, right where Ramosha Soloveitchik came to become the Rosh Hashiva of Yeshiva. It was in Yeshiva Shabbat Yitzchak Al-Khanan. There was no Yeshiva University yet. She was in Yitzchak Al-Khanan. And the Rav was learning in, in, in the university in Warsaw. The Rav said goodbye to his father. They shook hands. They shook hands. Right? And the Rav said he didn't know if he would ever see his father again. It turns out he did. He came to America not so long afterwards. But again, that, that's the way the world was. Right? You, know, you said goodbye to a parent who was going overseas. You did not know what was happening. See, here again, Rabbi Sadak's father passed away. Rabbi Sadak's father passed away. And he didn't hear about it for three years. Wow. Boaz have so much to say about this. Who did he ask the Shaila to? Who did he ask the Shaila to? To Elisha ben Avuya. Now understand, Elisha ben Avuya's name is almost never used in Shas. Whenever his name comes up, the name Acher is used instead. So the fact that he's quoted over Rabosa is something so incredibly amazing. The simple, as Marshal explains, it's because this episode happened before Elisha ben Avuya went off the derech. And sometimes, again, we use Elisha ben Avuya's name before I went off the derech. We'll say, I like to think that every once in a while, the, the Shas sprinkles in the name Elisha ben Avuya to remind us that even an Acher could come back to an Elisha ben Avuya. That no one is beyond salvation. No one is so broken that they can't be repaired. So every once in a while, Shas will throw in their little Elisha ben Avuya. You know what? Yeah, he did some really terrible things in this world. But even Elisha ben Avuya, should he choose to turn her around, could absolutely do so. Va'amru, no, shiva ushloshim. And they told him, you should observe Shiva and Shloshim. So I will say, this is reflective of this singular view that for the death of a parent, one always goes ahead and observes Shiva and Shloshim, even if they hear about it years later. Now, we don't pass in this way. We pass in that a Shmuel Rechok is a Shmuel Rechoka. If you hear about the death of any of the close relatives, including one's parents, after 30 days, all one does is go ahead and observe one day of mourning. So also listen to this story. Bino Shal Rabbi Achia Bagola, I'm sorry. Kishnan, ukishemes, ukishemes. Bino, Shrabi Achia Bagola, Yashav. Did I skip here? No, I'm not good. Fine. Ukishemes, Bino, Shrabi Achia Bagola. When the son of Rabbi Achia died in the diaspora, Yashav alav Shivu Shloshim. He went ahead and he he observed Shivan Shloshim, even though again bepashtos it was Ishmur Rechoka. He only heard about it after after thirty days. Ini is that so that Rabbi Achia? Observed Shiva and Shloshim even for Shmuel Rechoka. Vaha, I'll say, here we go. Vaha, Rav Barachuha de Rabichia, Dehu Barachse de Bichia. Well, remember again, we had this on Tes Zion. Well, that's on Tes Zion. Rav was the son of the brother of Rabichia and the son of the daughter of Rabichia, right? So, we explain this whole relationship back on Tes Zion. So, Rav was both the son of the brother of Rabichia and the son of the sister of Rabichia. So, watch this. When Rav went to visit Rabbi Chia, So again, Rav asked Rabbi Chia, how's your father? Now remember again, the father of the father of Rav was Rabbi Chia's brother. So Rabbi Chia was asking, how's my brother doing? How's your father? How's my brother doing? So Rav responds, What about my mother? You don't want to know about how my mother's doing? Right? So, we'll say, so, so Rav was very evasive. This is in general about the desire not to want to be the one who conveys bad news. So again, Rav's father had passed away. Rav did not want to say anything. So again, Rabbi Chia asks Rav, how's your father, my brother? And Rav says, oh, why don't you ask me about my mother? How's your mother? 
Amr Rav says, why don't you ask about my father? Right? So Rav says, at this point in time, Rav is unwilling to answer about either how his father or his mother are doing. Amr Leil Shanei, Rav says, ultimately, again, Rav realized what was going on. So at this point, Rav says, Rav realizes that both his brother and his sister have passed away. Amr Leil Shanei said to his attendant, Chalutz li minali, take off my shoes for me. And go ahead and carry my utensils ultimately again to the base Hamerchatz, to the to the bathhouse. Now I will say there are three things we learn from this. Shmamina Tlas. Shmamina Avil Asubina Sasando. So we'll say, so remember again, at this point in time, just to understand what happened over here, Rabbi Chia got news that both his brother and sister passed away. But what kind of news was it? What kind of news? A Shmua Rechoka. These events occurred more than 30 days prior. So what does Rabbi Chia do? Rabbi Chia tells his attendant, take off my shoes and carry my stuff with me. We're going to the bathhouse. So you learn three things. Number one, Shmamina, Avel Number one, an Avel can't wear shoes. So we already saw that. But again, Avel can't wear shoes. Furthermore, I will say, what do you see from here? Shmua Rechoka only lasts for one day. The Rebbe said, how do you see that Shmur Rechok only lasts for one day? Because remember, what, what does Rabbi Chia say to his attendant? Take off my shoes. That's, that's ultimately again for morning. But where are we going? Where are we going? To the bathhouse. Right? The Rebbe now again, going to the bathhouse, why? Remember, bathing is also for an Avel. So what he's saying is, I'm going to observe Avelus now, I'm going to observe Avelus now, but we're going to the bathhouse, which means the Avelus is not going to last. And lastly, which is tied in, Ushmamina, Shmamina, Mikzasem Gekulo. That when you observe that one day for Avelos, you don't have to observe a full day, but only, only a partial day. So I will say, remember again, so we'll see what's happening over here. Number one, for Shmuel Rechoka, Anavel can't wear shoes, Rabbi Chia takes off his shoes. Number two, for Shmuel Rechoka, you only have to observe one day of Avelos. And number three, that one day need not be a complete day. Remember, Rabbi Chia takes off his shoes. And right after that, where do they go? Where do they go? The bathhouse. So you see from here, you only have to observe part of a day. And once you observe more, they mix it to Yom Kukula. They go into the bathhouse. So like going to the bathhouse represents the end of the Avelos for the Shmua Rechoka. Incredible. Rabbi, so the Gemara is both The point over here, again, the point over here is, one second, how do you reconcile these two stories? Here, Rabbi Chia is only observing, right? One day and a partial day for a Shmua Rechoka. And in the previous story, Rabbi Yachia is observing a full Shiva and Shloshim for a Shmua Rechoka. So how do you reconcile this? The Gemara says it's not a contradiction. The Gemara says, how do you reconcile it? The Gemara says, um, the Gemara says, Rabbi Chia Luchud for Rabbi Achia Luchud. It's two different people. It's two different people. One is Rabbi Chia and one is Rabbi Achia. Okay, good. So we'll say, I'm Rabbi Yossi Barabin, Shama Shmua Krova Baragel, also listen to this fascinating case. What if you hear about the death of a loved one on Yom Tiv? And by the time Yom Tiv finishes, it is a Shmuel Rechoka. Rabbi says, you hear this case? Let's say a person goes and hears about the death of a relative. A simple case. On the last day of Pesach. The last day of Pesach. Right? Reuven hears that his father passed away on the last day of Pesach. But again, it's Yom Tiv. It's Yom Tiv. So by the time he could do something about it, then when? Then when by the time, by, by the time Yom Tiv is over, it's already, it's already 31 days. It's already 31 days. 
Shabbos says, so does he observe this as a Shmua Krova? And therefore after, because he heard about it within 30 days, he heard about it within 30 days. Therefore again, after Yom Tiv, does he observe ultimately Shivan Shloshim? Or does he look at this as a Shmua Rechoka? Because he, it's not actually actionable until after 30 days. So Shabbos says, listen to this, incredible case. So the Gemara says, So, um, sorry. Ultimately, you know, he only has to observe one day. Since it's not actionable until after Yom Tiv, he, by the time he could act on it, it's a Shmuel Rechoka, and therefore only has to observe one day. Similarly, Tanar Rabbi Adam in case, sorry, coming to Rabbi Yochanan, if you heard news about the death of a loved one on Shabbos, you heard about it within 30 days, and on Shabbos, right by the time it's actionable on Matzei Shabbos, it's already 31 days, you only observe one day. By the way, see here what the Allah is saying? If you hear about the news of a death of a loved one within 30 days, but it's not actionable until post 30 days, it's treated as a shmua rechoka, delayed news, and therefore you only observe one day of mourning, which I will say is an incredible Mosra skill as well. Having knowledge in life is only meaningful if you do something with it, right? Knowledge is only meaningful if it's actionable. To know things, to know things, but not act on them. Right? To know that I love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but not to do anything with that love. To know that I love Torah, but not to do anything with that love. To know that I care about my kids, I care about my wife, but I don't do anything with that knowledge. That knowledge is meaningless. A non-actionable knowledge doesn't count for anything. That's the Gemara saying over here. Ruvay knows that his father died. It's Shabbos. He knows that he died. He found out within 30 days. But it's not actionable until day 31. That's called the Shmuel Rechoka. Having knowledge and not being able to do with anything with it in halacha is not recognized as significant. So a lot of times in life, we know things. A lot of times in life, we have hashkafas, we have yidiyas, we have mahalchim in life. That's fantastic. But your hashkafas are meaningless unless, of course, you do something with them. Your dreams, your aspirations, your goals are meaningless unless I actively, unless they're actionable. Knowledge without action is just simply knowledge. It's dvarim shebalev. And as we know in halacha, dvarim shebalev enum dvarim. The Gemara goes weiter. So the Gemara says, korea or eno korea. Abbasi has an interesting idea. What about Shmur Rechoka? Abbasi has what we've established. So Abbasi, halacha lemaisa, hear about the death of a loved one within 30 days, shiva shloshim. That's a Shmur Krova. After 30 days, Shmur Rechoka, one day. I also know that what? I also know that what? I don't have to observe a whole day, just part of a day. What about Kriya? Do you have to do Kriya on a, on a Shmua Rechoka? So the Gemara is Kriya, Kriya. Rehmani Amar Kriya. Rehmani says you don't do Kriya. Rabbi Chanina Amar Kriya. Rabbi Chanina says you do Kriya. Amar Lee Rabbi Mani, Rabbi Chanina. Shemani said, Rabbi Chanina, Bishtam Aledidi, Damina Eno Kriya. So according to me, he says you don't do Kriya. Hainu Delo Ika Avelos Shiva. It makes sense because there's no Shiva. There's no Shiva. He wants to say that Kriya is a function in Shiva. And if there's no Shiva, there's no Kriya. Is there ever such a thing as Kriya without Shiva? No, there's not such a thing as Kriya without Shiva. Let's say, someone is in mourning for a loved one. And they don't have an article of clothing to tear. Now, when would you ever have a situation of you don't have an article of clothing to tear? 
I'm wearing borrowed clothing. So if, I'm, if I borrowed a cloak, I don't have a right to tear your clothing. So what's the halacha? So you don't tear. Then is damin lo shiva, and you go out and you get a cloak within shiva, korea, you tear. La'achar shiva, ultimately, again, if it's after shiva, you don't tear. Ani revizira when is that show? When is that so? Bechamisha mesi mitzvah. That's true, ultimately, again, with the other five relatives, meaning excluding parents. But for parents, you tear Kriya forever. Whenever you hear about the death of a parent, we'll discuss this halacha, you always tear Kriya. That's not a din in Kriya, that is a din in covered for one's parents. So we'll stop a bit for today, but the way we paskin is that halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, shukhanarach, in Simen Tov Beis, Sif Dalit says as follows, Ein korin al shmur rechoka. So we'll say, here we go. So the way we paskin, just, just listen to Salach Lamaisa. So the way paskin is, if you hear about death within 30 days, that's a Shmuel Krova, Shmuel Krova, and one goes ahead and does Shiva and Shloshim. Hear about death of any of the seven close relatives after 30 days, that's called a Shmuel Rechoka. You only observe one day. What do you do essentially? Take off your shoes, sit on a low, sit on a low chair. Do you do Kriya? Shukhlarach Paskins, no. Aim Korin al Shmuel Rechoka. You do not do Kriya for Shmuel Rechoka except Al Aviv va Al Imo Korea Liolam. But when one hears about the death of a parent, Chas Vishalom, even if they're hearing about it after 30 days, one will observe a truncated Shiva, or one will observe a truncated Avelos, and one does Kriya for a parent whenever they find out about the death of the parent. That's not really a din in Kriya. It's a din rather in Kibbutz Avaim. We'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up with the rest of the sugi. Tomorrow we'll say, Shkoyach.